Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Doug Show. Whoops. Actually, uh, that uh, splashed a little bit farther than I thought it was going to. I brought a beer into the uh, recording booth, which is actually uh, just my closet here. And uh, I think I may have stained one of my shirts. So that's too bad. In this episode, I am going to uh, go off on a bit of a tangent. So one of the reasons why I wanted to start the podcast is I felt like it gave me a little bit more of a platform to do just random stuff. Now, basically, I have a blog and a YouTube channel, and really, I could do whatever I wanted on those platforms as well. And I guess on YouTube, I kind of do anyway. Um, Sometimes I have like some travel stories, some vlogs, just some random stuff that is unrelated to marketing. And I think I could, you know, do that on YouTube. It's totally fine. A few people watch it anyway, and it's okay. You know, it's not a bad thing to do. But at the same time, I felt pressure. You know, every now and then someone maybe would leave a comment that they didn't care about, you know, the vlog content. They didn't care about the other stuff. They just wanted to get some, uh, you know, marketing information. And I could sort of appreciate that. And at the same time, I realized it doesn't matter, you know, what they want. (laughs) In many ways, it kind of matters what I want because I need to, uh, you know, enjoy the content that I'm producing and that sort of thing. So one of the things I wanted to do is uh, talk about travel stuff and just personal things and how I ended up where I am right now, just in a existential uh, kind of way and also in a physical way. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So I am uh, in my closet today recording because the acoustics are pretty smooth in here. Um, But I'm also in the Boulder, Colorado area. And I want to tell you about like my history with Colorado, my history with the Rocky Mountains, and just kind of being further out west than, uh, well, the southeast of the U.S., which is where I'm from, the Atlanta, Georgia area. So I'm going to talk about Colorado and the first time that I made it out here. So uh, if you're brand new to the show and uh, this is your first episode, normally I talk about like affiliate marketing and have success stories from people that are doing a side hustle. Sometimes I interview folks like digital nomads or business owners or entrepreneurs or just random random people sometimes. Again, I feel like I have some freedom with the old Doug show here and I could do whatever I want. You know, I don't have any advertisers or anything like that. So I could just kind of talk about whatever. Again, that's what we're doing today. But if today's your first episode, if this is your first episode, have a listen to some of the other episodes where you have your interest peaked. So if you are looking for inspiration, check out some of those success stories. If you are thinking about doing like some traveling, like maybe quitting your job or taking a year off, doing a mini retirement or something like that, then uh, check out some of those digital nomad stories. So there's a wide range of, uh, you know, I guess episodes out there and topics. And I'm sure you'll probably find something interesting um, and stick around for this one if you want. So let's go back. Let's go back to uh, the year, I guess like, 19, let's go back further than I I intended to. So let's go back to like the year 1999. And um, 
if people are old enough, you'll remember, you know, some of the great bands out at that time, like, uh, maybe like Sugar Ray and, uh, like live. And I can't think of any like others off the top of my head, but I did love, uh, Stone Temple Pilots back in the day. I saw them a bunch, Black Crows and, um, really it doesn't begin with music, but I was just placing myself, (laughs) uh, like driving in a car because part of the, part of the reason I eventually made it out to Colorado and I'm here now is I actually went on a road trip with, uh, my girlfriend at the time with her family. Right. So they, they had family out in the uh, Montana area and they went to Yellowstone every few years and, um, went through Wyoming and just like went on a multi-week road trip. And I was fortunate enough to be invited and go on the road trip. So that was cool. And that was my first time out West. Again, I think that was like 99 or 2000, something like that. It's been a while. I can't quite remember. So I uh, thought it was awesome. Like I kept hearing about big sky country and how great Montana was. And we like hung out with some family her family, of course, um, in the Montana area, like Eastern Montana. And she has family like throughout like the, the uh, high plains area, I guess. And we, I think we made it over to Billings, right. And we visited some folks there. We went to Bozeman, in fact, where, uh, my wife and I eventually lived for a, um, a few years there. And then we, uh, and again, just want to clarify the road trip that I went on in 2000. Um, that is a, a person that I dated in, uh, you know, those, those couple years there, not the person I married. So different, different person, just to clarify. So, and my wife doesn't listen to these. So I feel like I could share it with just, you know, it's just us chatting right now. So anyway, um, we checked out Yellowstone, super cool. We went through the Grand Tetons. I thought the Rocky Mountains were just amazing. I really enjoyed like being in a less populated area, like less traffic. People were kind of on a different speed. And I was like, this is cool. I really enjoy this. We didn't go into Colorado. All right. So we didn't go into Colorado on that road trip. We just like zipped back to the Southeast. And that was that. Well, fast forward a little bit. It didn't work out. That girl and I broke up. It's a little bit messy, you know, a little bit messy. I was sad, you know, that was like my first serious girlfriend. And uh, I was sad for a little while. And it was one of those breakups that like lasts for months, right? Sucks. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And if you're in that situation right now, don't worry, it gets better. All right. So you'll, you'll pull through. Go to the gym, work out, get some hobbies, do whatever, um, and you'll be fine. All right. So it'll be cool. Just keep, keep pushing forward and do your thing. Now I was still sad, uh, like coming around to like the next summer and I, I had some friends that I met at the gym, actually speaking of working out. So I met a couple, uh, ladies at the gym who, uh, like we weren't romantically involved, or anything like that. We're just friends and uh, we would hang out. We'd work out together sometimes, go on runs and um, that sort of thing. Sometimes we'd soak in the hot tub, whatever. So one of them, uh, I believe her name was Kristen. I don't keep in touch with her or anything like that, but she told me about um, 
this website, I think it was called Coolworks, if I remember right, I should check that, coolworks.com. And she was like, oh yeah, like I went and worked out West a couple years ago. It was great. I was going through like the similar situation where she was going through a breakup and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, it was great because um, I was just out of the normal environment and so on. And I thought, well, that's great. I I think I want to try that. I applied for a few jobs, um, including one in the Rocky Mountain National Park, which is uh, just outside Estes Park, Colorado. And I also applied to Yellowstone and a few, I'm not sure if I applied to a specific like lodge or if I just applied in general, but I got job offers and interviews from both the Yellowstone uh, vendor, whoever was the vendor then, I think it was Zantera. And then I also got an interview and an offer for the Rocky Mountain National Park. So that was cool. Like both of them are fantastic. And I decided on the Rocky Mountain National Park mainly because the manager that I interviewed with, he broke it down this way. He was like, ah, Doug, see you're, you're from the Atlanta area and you probably like live in the suburbs and you probably enjoy that kind of stuff. And he was like, in Yellowstone, you're going to be pretty far away from like all the suburban stuff that you're used to. And you're just kind of like out there in the middle of nowhere. And funny enough, the, like the closest place to, depending on where you are in Yellowstone, um, the closest place to go to like a reasonable size city generally that's going to be Bozeman. So funny that I ended up living there for a while. Um, but anyway, this, this manager from the Rocky Mountain National Park told me I'll probably enjoy the Rocky Mountain National Park a little bit better. He was like, you're going to be in Estes Park. That's where our dorms are. Um, everybody hangs out there together and you're like 45 minutes from Boulder, Colorado. There are, there's like a, you know, Walmart, there's a target down there. There's normal things that you are used to and the airport's a little closer in Denver and so on. And I was like, you know what? Like that does make sense to me. I'm going to do the Rocky Mountain National Park. So in 2002, um, like school finished up. Um, I guess I was 2002. That was like my, uh, I spent a lot of, a lot of time in college, was in the what they called the co-op program. So I would like work for a semester and then take a semester um, of school and then work for a semester. So it, it, it took a little bit longer and I had to retake a couple classes as well. Anyway, the point is I finished up that summer 2002, finished up the spring semester or whatever, and then I was on my way. In fact, that was the first time I drove uh, partially across the country. You know, a lot of people may think Colorado is quote out West and sure it's further West, but really Colorado is like kind of in the middle <laughs> of the country. So when you look at a map and you like, I guess, look at distances, Colorado is mostly in the middle. So that said, I drove out and it was like one of my first um, solo road trips, at least of that length. And um, yeah, it was just cool heading out there. It was exciting. You know, I was going to this unknown place. I didn't know anyone. I had never been in Colorado before. I'd never seen like Denver. I never saw like Boulder or anything before I drove up. 
And uh, it's crazy now that I'm thinking about it. It's just, I didn't know shit. I had not seen it. I was just like, this seems like a okay place. And I'm working in a national park. Should be all right. Let's do this. So, you know, I packed up uh, the stuff in my car, drove out. And funny thing, like it was cloudy um, for like the first two and a half days I was in Colorado. So I, I had mapped it out, um, and, and planned my trip so that I stayed in downtown Denver just so I could like check things out. So I stayed at, I think it was like, I think it was like the comfort in, um, something economical, you know, the comfort in, in like downtown. So I remember like driving up into downtown Denver, seeing like Coors Field. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coors Field, just driving up, seeing it, and then finding uh, the hotel. I was like, oh, there's a you know Comfort Inn or something like that. Just checked in, and uh, it was cloudy. I couldn't see any mountains or anything like that. So I uh, walked around, got some food or whatever, and then the next day, the plan was to get up, head down to Boulder, and uh, like drive through Boulder on the way to Estes Park. And I uh, got to Boulder and I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to see the mountains. No mountains, right? So if people are familiar with the Boulder area, you know, the flat irons, it's like an iconic view, right? Like if, you, if you're if uh, you like looking it up, like that's what you're going to see, right? These really nice, uh, they're sort of reddish colored, but it's flat rock with a little bit of iron in there, hence flat iron and the iron when it oxidizes, makes it you know turn a little red. So um, anyway, you couldn't see those, and you couldn't see any of the very tall Rocky Mountains that are typically behind the Flatirons, which you normally can see, like fourteen thousand feet plus, right? Couldn't see those either. So it was just cloudy, and uh, so I kept kept driving, made it down to Estes again still cloudy. If people know Estes Park, you know that typically when you drive into town, it's like breathtaking. You got a lake down there. There's like a little valley. There's a, you know, Long's Peak, a 14,000 foot mountain in the distance and a bunch of like 13,000 foot. It's just beautiful, right? I couldn't see any of that. I saw like a couple of clouds and it was foggy, right? So, um, but I, I go and check in and everything and hang out. And finally, a couple days later, I'll get to the point. A couple days later, I finally saw the mountains. It was really cool. It was fantastic. And, uh, it was, it was fun to work there. So one, one or two interesting things. So I, I was, um, I was one of the older folks there. Cause as I mentioned, I was, I was in college for a little while. So I think at that point I was like 22, 23. Um, and I had been, like college aged for, uh, you know, four years. So people, you know, some people like got out of high school and then they went to work there before they started college. So they were like 18, like they had just turned 18. There were some other folks that were like in the middle of college. There were some more, uh, slightly mature students like myself. (laughs) And then, there were uh, like retirees. So people that either retired early or just they retired and they like to travel around and check out the national parks and they, they were there too. So it was an interesting spread of folks, um, either college age or right around that age. And then uh, some retirees, and there were a couple like, you know, middle-aged folks, but th- those were more unusual, I would say. 
So um, yeah, it was cool because a lot of people were in not the exact same situation, but people were like, hey, I want to do something different. I want to be outside of my normal environment. And 90% of the people didn't know anyone else either. So it was like summer camp, except most of us were able to drink. (laughs) There was actually a liquor store um, across the street. Uh, so it was fun. I mean, it, like it was, it was super fun <laughs> in so many ways. Um, we didn't get paid much. The facilities, like the dorms, we called it the compound that we stayed in. It was like, um, like an old motel. So it was like the doors open to the outside and it, it was in a little bit of uh, I would say rough shape, but it did the job and you had typically like one roommate and it was fine. Since I was one of the more mature college students, and I guess I had a decent amount of like actual work experience, and yeah, I mean, I I I, I spoke well then, and uh, I was respectful. I show up on time, all the normal shit, right? Um, so I was a supervisor. I worked in the snack bar up there, at uh, the Al- near the Alpine Visitor Center. It's called Trail Ridge Store. People could look all this stuff up. It still exists out there. So. Um, Basically, I was a supervisor in the, you know, in the snack bar back there. Didn't have to do too much. Just tell people like when to take breaks, maybe help out with the schedule a little bit and, you know, keep order, that sort of thing. Um, But I also got to drive the van up. So we stayed in Estes Park, but it's about 24 miles of uh, driving to get to Trail Ridge store. And there, I'm trying to remember. There were, uh, I don't remember how many people um, would work at the store per day, but there were two 15-passenger vans um, that went up per shift. And and depending on when people worked, uh, they would, you know, come down or go up at different times. But I got to drive one of those vans. So this is a cool thing that may not be obvious right off, um, right at the beginning here, but like I... This is like one of the iconic drives, right? In the U.S. It's supposed to be one of the greatest drives in the world, depending on who you talk to. But it's like the highest continuous highway in the world, right? So that that's like su- supposed to be one of the claims to fame for Trail Ridge Road there. And it goes up over 12,000 feet and it's continuous, right? So it goes over 12,000 feet and then it continues on goes over from Estes Park to Grand Lake. And um, it's supposed to be beautiful, right? It is beautiful. It's a fantastic drive. I mean, you're driving through the Alpine uh, areas, Tundra and all that stuff. Very cool. Very cool drive. And um, because I worked up there and then I also was a driver, I made that drive probably over a hundred times. And the thing is, I haven't mentioned it yet, but I liked working there so much. And I like Estes Park so much that I worked there the next summer too. So I drove both summers. It was fantastic. Super cool. And um, I mean, you kind kind of get used to making the drive, but at the same time, it was always unique, always interesting and easily over a hundred times up and down. I've done the drive just, and I got paid to do it. I mean, I got paid like 550 or 575 per hour to do it, but I got paid to do the drive. And um, yeah, it was these 15 passenger vans. So 
you know, I had a, I had a crew in, in the, uh, in the van there and I just had to uh, get them up and down safely. Super fun. Really enjoyed it. Well, since I came back, uh, like in 2003, obviously you can imagine I really liked the area and, um, I, I liked Boulder and I liked just Colorado in general. And in fact, I was going to say, I ended up like going down to Boulder every, I would say like two to three weeks or something like that, just to go to the stores or go shopping. And Boulder had this sort of like cool, like reputation, I guess. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know a hundred percent why other than like sort of a, I don't know if I want to say bohemian. There's a hippie culture here, I would say for sure. And I guess, you know, I have a wide range of listeners out there. So I know there's some older, older people and there's some younger people. There's some people who I probably lost at this point and aren't listening anymore. But I was going to say, you know, you may remember some hippie folks that uh, made it out to Boulder. And yeah, there's like a sort of an interesting hippie culture out here. And also very entrepreneurial now that I've spent a lot of time out here over the years um, and just seeing like all the tech companies and interesting people that are here in Boulder. It's, it's super interesting. So a um, couple, couple other things to note, um, you know, one, I, after working out here for the two summers, I came back every single year, um, I think except for like 2016 or something like that. And for people that that know me and have followed for a little while, um, I was in Georgia. I lived in Georgia in the Atlanta area um, until around 2015, early 2015. And then my wife and I sort of hit the road and we were traveling a bit out to Montana. And then we... We actually just stayed in Montana. We moved to Bozeman. And I believe Bozeman and Boulder, very similar. Now, a couple big differences, um, the size and the proximity to like other large populations. I mean, the fact is Montana has a pretty small population, even though it's like the fourth uh, largest state. So Bozeman had like 45,000 people or so. It's growing fast but not nearly as many people as like this, you know, really Denver, Colorado, like sprawling area metropolis. Like there's a lot of people here for like a couple few million or something. I'm not sure the exact population. I think it's about 3 million or so in this vicinity, but Boulder is very similar in a lot of ways to Bozeman. Um, it's a lot of the same kind of folks, you know, just in a general, oh, like people like outdoors, right? They like to do outdoor activities, a lot of winter sports, you know, people are into. And um, the other big sort of similarity is uh, you got like mountains close by, like in the background is really what I mean. Because in Bozeman, we had the Bridgers, like I could like see it out my window, could walk outside. The Bridgers are a presence. There, there's a lot of mountains all around actually in Bozeman. And here in Boulder, you have mountains from our vantage here in the Longmont area. You can see the Flatirons out uh, towards the sort of Southwest. And then there's just mountains to the West. Now the East 
and uh, to the south is pretty flat. It's like, you know, it's plains generally. But um, yeah, it's cool to have mountains around and just have them close by. Very cool. It, like I really enjoy that and being able to, you know, just walk outside and see the mountains where in Atlanta, you know, there's trees, like there's just trees everywhere. You can't see anything. And I'm sure if you're in Atlanta, like, let me know if you disagree, but it's just like trees everywhere. You can't see anything. And uh, some people love the trees, you know, trees are cool. There's also a ton of pollen. Luckily I don't have allergies, but some people have major issues <laughs> with all the pollen down in the Southeast, just in a general way. Now, going back to the Bozeman Boulder sort of uh, compare and contrast, one huge difference is uh, it's a lot, a lot, lot warmer down here in Colorado. Um, today, when I'm recording this, is actually the first day of summer. So just that'll date this just a bit, but it's the first day of summer, like June 21st. And, um, yesterday I saw a bunch of my friends in Bozeman. They were, uh, like on their Instagram stories, they were, uh, like sharing how it was snowing, right? It was snowing the day before the first day of summer, right? So it was the middle of June and it's snowing in Bozeman and it could snow in any month. I think, uh, in the last couple of years when we were up there, it snowed in like July, right? It's crazy, right? Like, in the, in the South, it's just so high. You can't even imagine it. And then funny enough, yesterday when it was snowing up in Bozeman here in Longmont, it was a little bit warm. It was actually like 86 and very sunny. And I was like, I can't believe it's snowing up in Bozeman. That's just so crazy. And I think like in the higher elevation elevations, like in the, in the hills, the foothills and the mountains in the Bozeman area, I think they got like pretty significant amount of snow, like six inches, something like that. Or at least that's what the predictions were. So anyway, it's a little bit warmer down here. Um, I actually like cold weather, but um, like right now, I'm sort of appreciating the slightly warmer uh, weather down here in Colorado. So anyway, this, uh, I think that's about all I wanted to mention. Just like, I, I really, I always like this Colorado area and one quick digression. When I did graduate from college in uh, like, uh, it was like the winter of 2003, I, I interviewed um, a few times with a company called Echo Star. I didn't get the job. That's the punchline. I did not get the job, but Echo Star had a big uh, office out here. And uh, I think it was sort of like the South Denver area, sort of like towards Colorado Springs. I kind of remember it being out that way, but I did, I did well enough. They actually flew me out for a weekend. It was like the recruiting weekend, went through like a series of interviews. One guy basically offered me a job and then eventually like I never, I never got the offer. They just said, thanks, but no thanks. And then I ended up getting a job down in, um, in Atlanta with Accenture. So that was fine. I mean, that was a that was a good job. Learned a lot there and all that. But I almost ended up out here um, in like 2004, but it just it didn't work out. And that was fine, you know. I, I guess in my head, it was always a possibility. It was always like, hey, it would be cool to like move out here. And um, in, like I said, we ended up in in Bozeman, which I think in many ways 
is maybe a little bit better. You know, there's less people, less traffic, all that kind of stuff, but a little bit colder. And um, yeah, and for the people that don't know, we moved down here because my wife got a great job offer. And um, that is one of the big, like sort of downsides in Bozeman. There aren't that many jobs. There's like not as many companies there. And I know for people that are from the area up there or have been there a while, I I realize in Bozeman, it has been growing a lot. And I know that there are more jobs than they, there used to be. But compared to like a big city with like over a million people, like it's just hard to compete with the available jobs and all that kind of stuff. So obviously it's a double-edged sword in so many ways. Like if you have all those jobs and all the people, right, you're going to have traffic, you're going to have more pollution. Um, there's just going to be more of the things that go along with a larger population. And then, you know, same deal in the other direction where, you know, you don't have traffic. There's not that many jobs. There's not as many people. It doesn't feel as crowded. So anyway, I just wanted to let people know about that backstory. And I, I really do like, I like the mountains. I, I do appreciate the mountains a lot. I love seeing the snow-capped peaks and it's amazing every time, every time. So I, I definitely remember like doing those drives like up to Trail Ridge Store and all that. Um, and it always looked amazing. And I was like, man, I can't believe I'm making this drive again. It's fantastic. And the reason why I wanted to record this episode, we drove up last weekend because it's only like 45 minutes from our, like, from our door to like drive over to Estes Park. And then it's another, you know, 30, 40 minutes to get up to Trail Ridge store. So um, amazing to me because I I would take like vacations just to go hang out there for like one afternoon where I, you know, spent days traveling and all that stuff. And now I live like a couple hours away. Super cool. So anyway, everybody have a great day. And, uh, you know, if you like these kind of episodes, do send me a message because um, it's hard to tell sometimes what people enjoy. So if you like these sort of like personal stories, let me know. Send me an email, feedback at doug.show. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Everybody have a great day. Have a great weekend. Have a beer yourself. If you're, if you're of age, have a beer yourself. And uh, cheers. Thank you so much for listening to The Doug Show. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm just sitting here at my computer recording stuff and uh, you're listening to it. And I think that's awesome. If you enjoy the show and you know someone who maybe would be interested in it, please let them know. I think it would be fantastic if you help spread the word. If you are not signed up for the Niche Site Project email list, well, you're in luck. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe. And don't forget, I welcome your questions. So you could send uh, your emails to feedback at doug.show. I got that really cool domain, doug.show, that's it. So feedback at doug.show. Or I'm going to leave my voicemail number in the show notes. So all you have to do is give me a buzz, leave a voicemail, and then I'll potentially put you on the air. So looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time.